0: All right, NFL fans, welcome back to another episode of the Opinion or Fact Podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Wesley Coleman. Wesley, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: Doing good. Uh, football players are wearing um, actual football uniforms now with all the pads, and they're tackling each other, and they're, the, there's actually people catching wide receivers with defenders in the picture frame. Yeah. Uh, I just can't
0: believe it. I, I get so frustrated with the videos of <laughs> receivers running through an empty field, catching passes. And I was like, look at that dime. It's like, there's no one covering him. What are we talking Maybe about? Maybe he
1: ran such a good route that the defender <laughs> fell down. I mean, that's what, that's what I think
0: of. It's my team. Well, if it's the Eagles, they're probably (laughs) complaining about the turf. So keep that in mind. (laughs) All right, let's talk about today's topic for opinion or fact. In case this is your first time ever catching the podcast, uh, we do these typically three or four times a week. We take some hot-button topics around the NFL, and we do it in a shorter form. We're trying to keep these under 15 minutes, and we've been pretty successful with that so far. Make sure you check out yesterday's show on Monday where we talked about camp injuries. They're awful, but are the Steelers, not the Steelers, but the NFL and the NFLPA doing everything that they can to help prevent those injuries. Go back and check that out. But today it's all about the rookies, right? I've always said that the NFL draft is the largest event of the year. That's not the Super Bowl. Why? Because all 32 teams feel hope. They get a new crop of players and they think this is it. These are the guys that are going to lead us to the promised land. I don't care if you're talking about, well, the Cleveland Browns seem to win the off season every year and win nothing on the field but you could talk about the Arizona Cardinals like they're, they're the team that right now feels like they are at the bottom of the barrel. And even they, their fan base probably that loves their rookies. But what about the expectations are rookie expectations just through the roof? Are they too high in your opinion, Wesley, for these kids coming in? And some of them are kids coming into the NFL playing against full grown men as professionals.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll blame myself too. Cause I get excited about a draft class and what's going to happen. And then I slow down and actually look at what are reasonable statistics of what that rookie can do. And you can go back and look at some of your, the best players in football right now and go look at their rookie statistics and they weren't good. They didn't make an impact. Yeah. Um, it's very rare. And this is across the, the the league at many positions. It's very rare that uh, that rookies are going to make an impact on the field. Definitely. Or if they're going to make the pro bowl um, or anything like that, it's just, it's just not a, a regular occurrence.
0: Well, another thing to keep in mind is that the fan expectations could be vastly different than the organization. So a lot of times fans, especially a day one, early day two pick, we're talking the top two rounds. Everyone's expecting, Hey, these guys are going to have to play and start right away. I'll go back to something that the, the previous general manager for the Steelers, Kevin Colbert said, he said, we look at day one and day two picks and say that they should eventually be starters, not right away but they should eventually be starters. And I'll give you an example of a player who's now has his bust and trained in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, who everyone called a bust after his rookie year in 2003, and that's Troy Palomalu. When he was drafted out of USC, everyone thought, well, this guy's going to come in and be dynamic. It took him time. He was a special teams guy. Didn't really play much defense. Year two, 2004, is when he started to blossom. It just, that was the fan expectation, though. It wasn't the Steelers. The Steelers weren't upset with Troy Palomalu. They were the ones saying, hey, you're fine. Just keep going. You'll be fine. But something you said in a previous podcast, I think this was the running backs podcast we did about opinion or fact, or when the running backs situation, you said that positionally the running backs might be the most NFL ready position. You still agree with that? And if if so, what's the flip of that? What is the one position that takes the longest to get acclimated?
1: Yeah, I really think that the, uh, that the, NFL running back, because if, as long as you have seen in college, some sort of sort of ball security, then it's one of the few times where the measurables that come out of the combine actually relate to success on the football field. Um, Being able to hit a hole fast, hold onto the ball and accelerate up the the, the field and also driving with some power. So um, you, you can see that immediately kind of turn into production on the field that's why we have third, fourth, fifth round running backs that do become starters on their team and, and, and help their team, their rookie years. Um, you know, I think it depends on scheme with, uh, with, with, uh, you know, it's success, uh, in, in other rookie positions. Um, I cover the new Orleans saints and what's very difficult for the saints is having success with rookie wide receivers. They have a very difficult system. Um, the, the language in itself, um, a lot of it has depended on with having Drew Brees for years. A lot of it was just him kind of improving stuff and needing wide receivers that not only knew their position, but they actually needed to know what every offensive player was doing so that they could adjust. Um, and, th- and that was very difficult for NFL, for college wide receivers to ever come in and be successful with the Saints. Um, h- hence, Drew Brees was kind of known for having success with unknown wide receivers, but they had been in the league for a few years. Um, So I'm going to say wide receivers, a a big one up there. And then obviously cornerback cornerbacks are going to get drafted a lot off their speed and height and length and all, but they come in and are pretty bad for a long time. And it's especially what we see with the, um, the defensive holding and pass interference calls becomes really difficult for a uh,
0: cornerback. I I would, I would even throw in, unless you're talking like a top pick, the offensive defensive line can also be really tough. And there's grown men's strength. And then there's, you know, I'm a rookie in the NFL strength. And you talk about someone like Cam Hayward, who is at the end of his career. He's got like a year or two left. Probably the dude is just freakishly like grandpa strong. And he goes up against these young guards and he literally just strong arms them straight back into the quarterback. And you can almost see in their faces, like, holy cow, like, this is different. This isn't even close to what I just saw in college. You don't see that. So I think that a lot of times he's first round picks. I'll give you an example. Again, Steelers, Broderick Jones, first round draft pick tackle. I don't expect Broderick Jones to start right away. He's a left tackle. Your left tackle better be able to protect the blind side of your quarterback. That's an investment. You don't want to just throw that into the wind. So I think the Broderick Jones will eventually be really good, but it's going to take time. And I think that again, fan expectations is you have to adjust those accordingly, but those trenches are tough, man. They're, they're really tough. Yeah,
1: for sure. As far as Hayward being Grandpa Strong, I'm not familiar with his grandpa, but his dad was a New Orleans State legend, Ironhead Hayward, that uh, definitely was strong and run over people (laughs) and uh, loved contact. Um, You know, the other thing, and I mean, we'll always talk about that the quarterback position is so impossible to draft or tell what somebody's going to be. But I am now really difficult to convince of your quarterbacks your high drafted quarterbacks that are coming from these big programs specifically kind of Alabama and Ohio State and we not seen a lot of success with those quarterbacks in the NFL throwing the ball and what is just keep occurring to me is these guys are throwing to open receivers in college that are open by three four five yards and as long as you kind of have some arm strength it's really easy to have a lot of confidence in throwing to somebody that's three four five yards open And you can also make a bad throw and they can adjust and they're still wide open. Well, in the NFL, those guys are going to be like a foot open. And and legitimately, you can look at there's their stats on it where like open in the NFL is like 15 inches or less, meaning the defender. So it becomes a whole different game that those guys have literally never maybe never played. They've never played with a defender that close to their receiver and having to believe in their receiver, believe in their arm, and be that accurate. So I think there's an incredible adjustment there. Like You're talking about going from you know, facing guys that are still kids and ph- physically developing to facing a guy that's 30 years old blocking or running over you. It's the same way with the defenders that these guys are, are going up against. Um, and, I, and I think it's a really hard transition that we see tons of big-time quarterbacks from big-time programs. Through seventy percent completion percentages in college, they can't throw an NFL pass and get it completed.
0: Yeah, and you the Ohio State thing. I just maybe it's the Big Ten. I don't know, but I mean, there's something about those quarterbacks that when they get to the NFL, it just doesn't work out. And I'm not sure. You know, yes, the the amount of space that a quarterback has to deliver the football is definitely decreased tremendously when you get to the NFL. But when you run down the list of Ohio State quarterbacks in particular, because Alabama's kind of gotten away from that. You know, Jalen Hurts, I'm going to say he's more of an Alabama guy than Oklahoma. You could say Tua, that's an Alabama guy. They've had some success in the league. Meanwhile, when you look at Ohio State, people are clinging to Justin Fields. I mean, Dwayne Haskins wasn't it. Troy Smith wasn't it. I mean, I think you got to go back to Steeler fans. No, I'm talking about Mike Tomzak might be the greatest Ohio state quarterback in the NFL. Just it doesn't pan out. There's something else going on. And I think that a lot of times it's the schemes. I know that listening to Kenny Pickett last year as a rookie, he talked about how, you know, he played in the ACC at Pitt. You're thinking, I know all these coverages. No, you don't. <laughs> you have no idea. The zones, the zone concepts, the different ways they disguise things, the movement before the snap, it just is not the same. And so in the quarterback, when you're just talking about that one position, not only is it tough tough as hell to draft, but also it's tough to predict how fast they're going to get acclimated. Some can do it quickly. Some it takes years if it ever even happens.
1: Yeah, I think and everybody, even the biggest Justin Fields fans, will admit that his success has not been with throwing the ball yet. No. Um, it's been definitely with, with his legs and athleticism. Sure. You know, it just almost becomes a, a different sport when you you take each level from you know the best high school player to division one and then division one to the NFL. And, and I've used this analogy, like, unless you were just really lucky to have gone to school with somebody who actually made it to the NFL, whoever the best player that you knew in high school that was so much faster than everybody else, and to y'all look like Reggie Bush in college <laughs> that just made everybody look silly and they couldn't even touch him and all, whoever that guy is. In the NFL, there was somebody like you know there was a middle linebacker Brian Urlacher that's six six and two seventy that could outrun that guy. Yeah, and it just becomes I mean a whole different ball game at at every single position. So expecting you know and there are big time colleges that have now are getting into very good science with their eating and nutrition programs and their workout programs that are starting to and if, if not rivaling NFL teams. Um, are maybe better than some NFL teams, um, but you're ne- you're nearly only getting that for a couple of years. And again, it's only a couple of colleges. I mean, some of your big time colleges have insane uh, workout rooms and and the for smartest sure. guys. You know, we're getting so far with that. So maybe in a few years we see the transition from NFL or from college to NFL happen quicker with those guys that are physically kind of getting there. But but even then, I think that most of us admit that from 22. To 27, you got more stronger, more athletic, kind of figured out your body and figured out things. So just naturally kind of getting smarter about it is where you're going to hit your prime uh, you, you know, with, with that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, to wrap this up, I think that, again, these are fan expectations more than they are that of the actual organization. But even as fans, because that's what we are here, fans for Sports Network, we do have to make sure we are setting realistic expectations for these young players. If you really love the sixth round pick that your team got. (laughs) Let's be honest. The odds of it turning into an Antonio Brown or Tom Brady are not likely, right? They're just not okay. You love that seventh round pick. The dude might not even make the team. So I think it's important that we, as fans can kind of temper our expectations accordingly. Your first round pick, you should be able to have some expectations. They should be able to contribute a little bit in their rookie year. If you're thinking they are going to step on the field, like there were Steeler fans last year, Kenny Pickett, 20th overall selection. When he gets in, he's going to be unstoppable. No, no, there's going to be time. It's going to take time. So I'm going to end end it on that. I'll let you finish up your final thoughts, Wesley, on the topic.
1: Yeah, I'll say the same. I mean, there's so many teams and so many players in college that very few people can actually know what every – has seen enough of every player. And the truth is when you Google somebody's name, you go see their highlight reel and somebody might've played, you know, 1200 snaps to have a highlight reel. That's two and a half minutes long. (laughs) Well, that means they've had a whole lot of plays where they either did nothing or they did something bad. So it's just natural for us to what we do learn about them. And it's great as fans. It's why we're fanatics. That's what fan is. We're fanatics. We're, we're there to get crazy and overanalyze and, uh, you know, like our players more than everybody else's. But if we take a step back, it's it's rare that a player comes in in a rookie year or sometimes even at all and ever is successful in the NFL. So uh, it's nice to temper our expectations, rely on our veterans, and hope that somebody yeah. raises these guys up
0: There you go. Very well put. Hey, we're going to be back later in the week uh, to talk about some more stuff with the NFL. We'll figure out what those burning topics are. Wesley, in the meantime, tell them where they can find your work here at Fans First.
1: Yeah, I cover the New Orleans Saints on the Dome Patrol podcast. We're on Twitter at at Dome Patrol PCAST. And then my personal Twitter is at Wesley, who at Wesley 13 come and, and uh, follow me mis- and
0: talk to me you just mis- you mis- forgot your own twitter handle that's bad I,
1: it's you know it's, it's a rough life we're, <laughs> we're, what, is, what is yours jeff how can we get in touch with you
0: uh at j hartman h-a-r-t-m-a-n underscore p-i-t and you can find all my work with the pittsburgh steelers at the steel curtain network and i'm doing a bunch of writing on all the teams all the leagues for fans first find us at fansfirstsports.com. all right wesley until next time man take it easy